guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Wonderful Arsenio's ESL Podcast. And here we are with the Season 8 debut! Oh my god, I'm so excited about this one. I was just teaching one of my students this morning. She said, anytime I listen to your podcast, the you, you are there's always an explosion of energy that comes through my earphones. And it's so funny seeing her reaction and her having to like, you know, like grab the headphones and like take it off her ears because I'm just damn too loud. So I do and must tell everyone, if I make your ears bleed, please turn down the volume. It comes and it goes. I cannot explain the amount of energy that runs through me, but man, I am grateful for today. Here we go. Making contacts, man. We have a lot of different things. We have a discussion. We have some different tips that we would give people. Then we're going to listen to different types of venues. And you're going to match them with, uh, well, you know, just match them with the different types of compound uh, compound nouns, uh, sometimes compound adjectives and collocations in general. So we're going to break this down, people. Now, first and foremost, just imagine this, hypothetically speaking, that your boss tells you that he or she is sending you on a three-day international conference. Which of the following cities would you like to go to? And me, I'm going to tell you the types of cities around the, what is it, around the globe uh, that I would like to go to, the top three. And then you could think of the top three. So first and foremost, Abu Dhabi. We have Barcelona. Abu Dhabi, obviously, in the United Arab Emirates. Okay. We have Barcelona, Spain. Budapest, Hungary. Okay. Buenos Aires, Argentina. Chicago, Illinois. Edinburgh, Scotland. Johannesburg, South Africa. Milan, Italy. Moscow, Russia. Mumbai, India. Prague, Czech Republic. Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, Shanghai, China, Stockholm, uh, Sweden, Sydney, Australia, Tokyo, Japan, Toronto, Canada, and of course, Warsaw, Poland. Now, which places would you like to go to is what I'm asking you. Now, again, when we talk about going to different places and whatnot, it's all about what you could possibly and potentially experience in the the different types of people that that you may come across. And, you know, what I think about, like, the first place I would love to go to is Tokyo, Japan, because I know they're a very businessy city, right? And, of course, I have so many wonderful Japanese that actually listen to me and to my podcast, and I've always wanted to do business with the Japanese company. That's always been one of those big things. So I would have to say, number one, Tokyo, okay? Number two, it's a a toss-up, man, because I really would love to visit the United Arab Emirates, Abu Dhabi in general. Um, I know there are some very stringent rules out there in regards to so many different things. And I know just one little mess up, one little thing that I'm just so accustomed to doing out here in Bangkok and I slip up and do it out there can get me thrown in jail. So I'm a little bit scared about the rules and stuff. Now, Abu Dhabi in general, yes, huge. But like when it comes to, let's say, culture, and how, you know, how serious they could be. I just don't know if my personality will fit in. Now, a lot of people would say, well, go out there and allow your personality to fit in. Now, it's just not that type of game. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just, you know, your personality, it's either going to work or it's not going to work, right? And I know that my personality probably wouldn't work in the likes of Russia, right? And although I have a lot of Russians that actually, you know, listen to my podcast, but I know that Eastern Europe, it could be a little bit of an issue, you know? And so I have to consider that. Now, Abu Dhabi, in terms of everything else, 
it's amazing, an amazing city. The year, you know, the seven, seven Arab Emirates out there in general. But I know that it could be a little bit, ooh, you know what I mean? Like, just one slip up, I could be in trouble. So, I'm still going to go. I would love to go to Abu Dhabi, but I need to do thorough research in terms of the do's and don'ts. Like, I know there are a lot of rules, right? Um, Edinburgh, I just don't know if that's like a really, like a really big city. Now, I got a lot of people who listen to me from Glasgow, so big shout out to you. But Edinburgh, I just don't know exactly if that's one of those cities that I'd be so excited to go to. Like, woohoo, we're, here we are. Let's go to Edinburgh. It is an amazing business city. Not necessarily. Singapore would be one, but it's not on the list. Um, Prague is a place that I would love to visit just because it's just right next door to Croatia. Uh, but Prague, Czech Republic, man, that would be a great place to visit. Uh, but my top three would definitely be Tokyo, going back to Sydney, Australia, because I know how businessy Sydney, Australia could be, and I know how serious they could be. So I know that what I do and the services I provide could absolutely help folks out there. That would be my number two. And then number three, I'm going to take a big shot at this, and I'm going to go to Buenos Aires. That's right. I'm going to South America, baby. That's right. I mean, I would love to go to Barcelona and stuff like that. Milan, I know there's some things out there. I got folks that listen to me from Milan. Shout out to you uh, folks that listen to me from Milan, Italy. Um, and so, but, you know, I really would love to go to South America. And I think Buenos Aires is a place that not many people in the world actually speak about. There aren't that many listeners. Uh, I think I have maybe around a thousand plays from Argentina, if that. I'm not even sure if I'm in four figures, but I think that's a place where business could be booming. I think that's one of the epicenters of all of South America, to be honest with you. I know Santiago, Chile, I know Rio de Janeiro, but that's not one of the places that I've always wanted to go to. Although I got a lot of listeners for, from Belo Horizonte out there in Brazil and stuff like that. I've met people from all over and I've had students from different, you know, from Sao Paulo and just west of Sao Paulo and teaching and coaching up aeronautical engineers and stuff like that. Grateful, very, very grateful. Uh, but those are my top three cities. And so what's going to happen now, the second phase is just imagine that a business traveler is asking you for advice on your city. Okay. Or let's just say that, you know, someone just posted this on a business travel message board. Okay. Now, again, this person is asking for advice in general. Okay. It could be for your city or advice in general. I'm going to obviously speak this out and then you are going to go on and listen and write down maybe some tips that you would possibly give them okay so here we go number one any advice for a first-time conference goer i'm going to my first conference next month and i'm looking for some general tips and advice from experienced conference goers on how to get the most out of it the conference is in rome which i've never been to so i'm quite excited about going i'm generally a bit shy in large groups though but would like to try and use the event as a networking opportunity as well as a learning experience. It's a three-day event with a reception afterwards. I'm the only person representing my company at the conference. Fortunately, I'm not given a presentation, but my boss has told me to come back with some useful contacts. Help is what he says. Now, what would you give to this person? Okay, now remember, shy person especially in large uh, groups would definitely like to try to network but they're shy now again not giving a presentation but the boss said you better come back with some useful contacts now what would you 
give to this person. Again, join the conversation, obviously, on the Arsenio ZSL podcast page. Very easy to go there. Let me know what types of tips would you give them uh, on the little video soundbite that you're going to see down below, and I will be more than happy to hear some of the advice you would give to that. And what I'm going to do next, we're going to listen to different conference venues. I would like you to write down some different things. Write down, you know, what you hear. Um, you know, the different adjectives and the different things that describe these types of locations, the locations in general, where are they? You're going to write them down. And then we're going to go into the compound adjectives and the compound nouns that actually are presented. I'll give you some examples and then we'll go from there. So in saying that, I'm going to hurry up and hit mute, but you are going to hear the audio. So let's dive into this. In company thought in Mexico, it's extract one. 2000 years ago, it was the home of the ancient Mayan civilization. Today, Cancun is the most popular resort in Mexico, its unspoilt coastline, a water sports paradise. With its 426 rooms overlooking the Caribbean, 24-hour room service, express checkout, outdoor pools, residents-only health club, and 200 meters of exclusive private beach, the Hilton Cancun is rated among the three best hotels in Latin America. Whether swimming with the dolphins or playing roulette in its own offshore casino, you can be sure of an experience to remember. Or why not take advantage of the Hilton's car rental service and explore the nearby ruins of Chichen Itza? Whatever your company's needs, send them your requirements and they will plan the logistics for you. What's more, if you book on special value dates, you'll get a generous 10 to 30% discount. This year, why not let your annual conference be part of Cancun's 2,000-year-old tradition? Extract 2 Half an hour from the world's most romantic city and rated by conference organisers the hottest venue in Europe, Disneyland Paris's corporate clients include American Express, Unilever and MCI. If you think business and the Lion King don't mix, the Disney magic will soon change your mind. With its unique atmosphere and superb fully equipped convention centre for 2,300 people, its 95 meeting rooms and 3,000 square metres of exhibition space, Disney's theme park is sure to be a huge success with both you and your family. As well as fabulous banqueting facilities for over a thousand people, Disney is able to arrange special private events such as the amazing Journey Through Time and the Cape Caribbean Adventure or, if you prefer, golf tournaments and team-building activities. Walt Disney's aim was always to make people happy and that aim now extends to corporate hospitality in the cultural heart of Europe. Extract 3 At 321 metres high, higher than the Eiffel Tower and only 60 metres shorter than the Empire State Building, the magnificent Burj Al Arab is one of the world's tallest and most luxurious hotels. Diamond white by day and a rainbow of colours at night, occupying a central location in Dubai with flight connections to all the major cities of the world, 
the Burj Al Arab combines the latest technology with the finest traditions of the past. Spacious deluxe suites from 170 to 780 square meters, in-room laptops with internet access, full conference facilities on the 27th floor, a VIP helipad on the 28th, a golden domed ballroom and a world-class restaurant with spectacular views across the Arabian Gulf all make this the ultimate business venue. As they say in the Emirates, welcome honored guest. And there it is, people. That is your audio for today. Very, very excited, obviously, um, about the type of uh, places that were actually explained. Like, um, again, the Burj Al Arab, I do believe that this is either a six or seven star hotel. Like the price of getting into that place. I Again, I thought the Burj Al it, it, it's like, what is it shaped like? I don't even know how to say it. But it's like, I thought it was called the Palm Hotel, but apparently not. But um, this place is just magnificent. So you heard a variety of different things, just speaking quicker. So obviously this is a huge step up since, you know, compared to season seven. Um, but nonetheless, we got three conference venues. Obviously we got one out there in Russia, if I'm not mistaken, or unless I just let that one just go right over my head. But Cancun, I've always wanted to go to Cancun. I think it's magnificent out there. I know the uh, Dominican Republic and Guatemala are some other phenomenal places, to be honest with you. Um, but that's probably the best venue of them all. So again, what notes did you take? Was it very difficult for you to, to understand it? Do you have to go back and listen to it again and write down some more notes? Uh, there are a number of different things that you, you know, and obviously there are a lot of numbers involved too. So how can you become a more effective note taker? Because now we're getting into the hard, hard, hard stuff. So nonetheless, people, in saying that, let's dive into the different types of compound nouns, such as what I had already stated, all right? So here we go, let's get into this. Unique atmosphere, okay? So this basically means, oh my God, a place that is unique in its own right meaning when you walk in you have that feeling like whoa i've never been in a place like this i think the first time i've ever experienced something like this was back in 2012 and as a matter of fact this was the time when i declared it was literally hours before declaring that i was going to move to thailand in may 2013 and uh, a lady who i had worked out with before she's like hey listen come join me at the bar you know it's a place called the cellar and i'm like oh okay well that sounds cool so I hurry up and stop by, you know, the little mini mart, picked up some alcohol, got some drink on, started listening to some good old R&B music. And I ended up going off to this bar called, uh, again, The Cellar out there in Las Vegas. And right when I walked in, I was like, oh my God, the trumpet players, what they were wearing, the people who mingled amongst each other, everyone, it just felt like a huge family with people converse and I talked about my uh you know my aspirations of moving to Thailand and so many people were like whoa they were very admired and captivated by that so that atmosphere to this day is still one of the most unique ones you know going to the Western Hotel and hearing a pianist play and hearing someone um literally uh sing what is it Al, Al Green um I thought it was just amazing to hear such music coming out of you know you know Thai people in general you know when you can do Al Green 
Okay, and you got a pianist and you got a girl, the lead singer doing the thing. Oh, it was another one of those days where I was just like, whoa. And so when we think about unique atmosphere, that's what I think about. Um, again, other compounds are like, uh, what is it? The, the convention space. Okay, so a convention space would be, you know, where, where the floor where the convention center is. Uh, team building activities. This is something that you can engage in not only with making contacts, but with your, you know, your job in general. So uh, there was a, a, what is it, a job, uh, some kind of job thing out here where an agency, there we go, a teaching agency where teachers would apply for them and then they would find them schools to enroll in. Well, at the end of every conclusion calendar year, they would go on a team building retreat and they would go on to some of the most amazing places out here in Thailand together. And build up those, you know, build up the whatever it is they. I think it was called sign education. I think they're still around, but you know, team building activities where you could build up rapport with your team members, hugely effective, right? Um, again, banqueting uh, facilities, golf tournaments, exhibition uh, center, uh, and and stuff in 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 general, like banqueting facilities, and how important that is. Obviously, you got to be real good to host a lot of different things. Uh, what is it? The BIDC conference that I did in 2019, and I took my name out of it this year because, oh, a lot of um, uh, uh, under the rug insults were thrown at me, and I'm like, excuse me, what did you say? I was hard selling, hard selling. Who? You're not even my audience. And then it, they just kept changing the schedule, and I said, you know what? No, thank me. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm done. And uh, I hurry up and withdrew my name and I'll never be doing that again because I don't need their platform now because I have my own platform, which is amazing, right? Uh, but at the same time, um, the banqueting facilities going back to 2019 and how effective BIDC, the Bangkok International Digital Content Festival and seeing how, how, like, how amazing it was back then uh, at the Bangkok Marquee Marriott. Oh my goodness gracious. The banqueting, the people who work there, the food, ooh, Lord, oh my God, just top of the line. So those are a few compound nouns. I'm gonna give you another set. Here we go, 24 hour room service, important. I remember I came back from uh, doing a tough, well, not a tough month, a Spartan race. And it was a super out there in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And I stayed at the Sheraton Hotel. At the top of the hotel, not much. But, you know, the, the room service and everything else was five-star beyond belief, right? And so the room service was very important because when I came back, I, I was so unbelievably hungry that I could eat anything. And so when I went in there, I was like, listen, get my pizza, get my burger. I need to hurry up and carve up as fast as possible. Um, and so having that 24-hour uh, service or room service at, a, you know, a convention hall or hotels that are uh, attached to the convention centers like the Novotel, and you would probably hear about the Pullman Hotel, the Sofitel. These are some of the bigger ones out there, right? And so you got a health club. A health club is anything like health fitness center, right? So the health club out there and at the Sheraton Hotel, um, I got a massage. The masseuse was fantastic, but she wasn't very nice. And, not, and the thing is, man, you got to have that report. And I understand that people go there for jobs and to make money, but to get a tip at the end, and to just provide that all around service, it's very important. I don't know where she was from. Uh, I had the best masseuse in the world uh, from, I believe, one of the islands out there in Indonesia when I stayed at the, oh my God, the Sintesa Jimbaran out there in Bali, Indonesia. 
and oh my god we're talking about the number one masseuse in the world uh yeah so again a health club you gotta have a health club this is basically the fitness center you got the sauna you got this you got that again at the sheraton it was great but then oh my god there were some russians in there no offense to my russians but they were just acting like animals jumping up and down in the hot tub and i'm like dude this is crazy but i didn't let that affect me um yeah, so the all-around impression in terms of the Sheraton, you know, I believe that when it came to the breakfast, phenomenal. But everyone from the doorman to the front staff to everyone in there, they just all sucked. They were so mean-mugging and so angry-looking. Like, if you're going to be a doorman, at least say good morning. If you're just going to open up and mean-mug me like you're going to kill me, you know, I'm not going to state any other countries that I'm from. But if that, you've got to have friendly people, right? not cold ass people who just stare at you in a really egregious way and this is why i'm very scared about traveling to certain countries because i'm gonna look at them if, if i'm come from a country where if someone looks at you that way they have ma uh, malicious intent i know oh this isn't america but if you look at me that way i'm gonna always keep my eyeballs on you because i do not know what you're capable of you, you're scaring me and this is why i keep away from a number of different countries around the world so just saying Let's keep it going. Oh my God. Car rental services, very important. Um, express checkout, never really needed that. Exclusive private beaches, these could be really good. But again, exclusivity is good, but it does, it, not like Maldives. Like Maldives, a lot of people, I believe it's the most overrated island in the world. I've been there. Okay, after a while, after about four hours of water, you realize that it is just water. It is not gonna change whatsoever. And so when you're just sitting there, you're like, okay, water, 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 as exclusive as that is, and being in these bungalows and people cleaning out your stuff, you just go there to just laze around and do nothing. Now the buffets, the chefs, the people are amazing, especially at the Sheraton out there in the Maldives. But other than that, man, you think I'm just gonna sit there and just look at the sea? I mean, I love it, don't get me wrong. I love being more in nature, like in the mountains and stuff like that. But I'm not just gonna sit there and just look at water. And oh my God, now going to the Krabby Islands in the south of Thailand, that's a totally different experience. I'm looking at giant sea turtles. I'm going snorkeling. I'm going to different beaches. I'm trying different cuisine. We're going to different locations. We have the most amazing Southern people who are providing us phenomenal service. That's totally different from just sitting on a beach in isolation and looking at water. Holy goodness. Just saying. Outdoor. And again, outdoor, uh, oh my God, yeah, outdoor pools. Of course, that's literally anywhere. Um, oh my God, what was the place that I stayed at? The Renaissance, there we go, Renaissance Kuala Lumpur. That bull, they had beach bars and stuff. So did the Anantara, which I'm gonna be staying at uh, coming up at the end of November. Man, I kid you not, I just love, and I mean, I absolutely love the fact that they have, they make it in a way where it's just so amazing, so crystal clear. You have a bar that you could go up to and it's not about drinking it's the fact that you could sit at a stool in the water and enjoy home oh, man i mean that's just amazing to me you know what i mean i might be crazy but i just think that's amazing so here we go the last six compounds okay so here we go central location okay very important now i don't know so much about central locations out there in america um singapore everything is central because you could get from point A to point B in no time. Hong Kong, same thing. Now, I don't know Hong Kong too much. I only stayed uh, in Midtown in that area. Hell, I didn't even know that they had shopping centers, you know, because I couldn't find them. But central location is very important. If you look at Thailand, 
and you look at the different conventions they have here, they're not attached to any SkyTrain stations, not until next year. And they had to add on an additional three stations to attach the exhibition hall by the name of Mungtong Tani. That's not a very good central location. And it is absolutely destroyed with heavy traffic going in each direction, regardless when the construction finishes, you're still going to have heavy traffic because that road is notorious. You see what I mean? Got to have a central location for conference venues. All right. Now, what is it? Uh, I don't even know what else is there. Uh, spacious. There we go. Yeah, that, that's really important. Spacious deluxe suites. Okay. For a lot of people, that's very important. Uh, internet, obviously internet access. You got to have internet access. If you don't have internet access, you're very American. No offense to my Americans. Again, I know that a lot of my wonderful students who listen to me in America, they you know, listen to me. They're not from America. They've immigrated to America, studying there, working there. Uh, but you know, America, they're still charging for internet access. And I'm like, guys, this isn't 1995. This isn't 2005. Free Wi-Fi everywhere, every room. No, no, there, there are no end ifs or buts, or you're going to get a very, very poor review. So I'm just saying, um, again, spectacular views, Hilton, Wahine, unbelievable. And the rooms in general at the Hilton in Wahine, which is basically an hour and a half away from Bangkok, uh, Southwest, the rooms are ugly. You're not going to sit there in the room and have an amazing time. But to be honest with you, if you go to the top of that roof, my goodness gracious. Oh, by the way, the bar in the pool area down below, man. Oh, man. Now, I love Anantara, but to be honest with you, that bar, that food, and being right there on a little bit of a private beach inside the resort, only to just jump down. Oh, <laughs> you ain't going to beat it. Again, the exclusivity with the Anantara is fantastic, but the spectacular views would be in 20 floors up on the sea. Come on. I mean, there ain't no other way you could put it. So in saying that, you got to keep it going. Internet access, world-class, ah, world-class restaurants. So again, I think the whole term is called Michelin star. That's what they've been throwing out a lot, throwing out a lot of. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, here in Thailand right now, Russell Crowe just found out he's from New Zealand. Oh my God. Uh, he is here promoting the hell out of Thailand for whatever reason that is. Uh, but he went to a lady, I don't know where she is, but she is Michelin star, five star. And it is very, very pricey to, you know, eat at this lady's place. But, you know, she uses the best ingredients in the world. I think it's somewhere out here in Bangkok, to be honest with you. And to be honest, to be even more, oh my God, there have been more than 35 film crews, movie stars, et cetera, et cetera, that have come here to Thailand this year already. Thailand is a phenomenal country minus the people okay i'm not saying all the people are bad but we know exactly the whole bureaucracy and the ridiculousness of what has happened in this country from past to present if you take out thailand is beautiful thailand has the most beautiful locations the most beautiful beaches the most beautiful everything the most the best cuisine the best bars the best rooftop bars the best condominiums the best of a lot of things you just got to take some people out of the equation and you're good to go people conference venues you got to put these all into consideration when considering a conference venue. So again, with that being said, people, welcome to the introduction of this wonderful, 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 um, what is it, uh, the season eight. We're going to be talking about a couple of more things, doing a lot of listening. Oh, you know, it's going to be 
phenomenal. You just better just sit back and enjoy this ride. And with that being said, stay tuned for more Over and Out.